listened through streaming live and apple tune and um god tube and then many other areas uh of technology that we use to be able to, to spread the gospel. We, we bless them. We thank God for them. Amen. We thank God for them. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise for the praise team. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for the praise team. Because as we praise him, blessings will come down. And once again, we trust in God for the word. Amen. Remember that if you pull on him, you pull on him, pull on that word in his belly, then God's going to release us a word. Amen. So let's give God a hand clap of praise once again for his word. Amen. Good morning, House of Destiny. Good morning. <coughs> Testing one, two, three. Audio video five, four, three, two, one. We're live. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right quick. Father, we want to bless your holy name this morning, Father. We want to thank you for everybody that came out this morning, Father. We want to thank those that are out there in the TV land and the broadcast world, Father God. We just want to thank you all around the world for all the things that you're doing for us, Father. We just ask in your holy name, Lord, that you will. Place your many blessings upon us and keep us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen once again. We're going to be coming out of First uh, Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses 12 through 18. Amen. Say amen when you get there for me. I want to thank everybody for coming out and uh, to hear the word of God this morning. And uh, I hope it be a blessing to everybody. Those that have ears to hear. Are we there? The word of the Lord says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. And admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble mind. Support the weak. Be patient toward not some men, but all men. Somebody say all men. We that see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and in everything. Can I get everything up in here? Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. He made it personal. Church, let me tell you something right now. That word everything there means everything. Lord say give thanks in everything. Now there are some things that will happen in your life that's going to be hard for you to give thanks for, right or wrong. 
Now, now we, 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 we're going to be real, right? We, we, we're gonna, we have to be honest with ourselves. Now, there are things that happen along the way of life that causes it to be very, very difficult to be thankful. But God says, the word of God says, Paul speaking for God, in everything we ought to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ concerning, make it personal, concerning me. You see, God has a will for my life. But in order for that will to be accomplished, I've got to be thankful. And that's why the Bible tells us not to forsake, to assemble ourselves together because in the multitude of counsel dwells what? Safety. You see, because when I'm going through, I might not remember to be thankful. And if I don't remember to be thankful, then how am I going to be doing the will of God? But if I'm in the council of the fellowship and of the assembly, guess what? Somebody will remind me with a comforting word. You see, somebody here this morning need a comforting word. You know, and God has brought us here together so that we can get what we need. You see, we're at war, people. And what we have to understand is that us military people, we know that the first strategy of the enemy is to cut off all lines of communication. He would rather for you to stay away from the house of the Lord than to come. Because now you blocked in, he can talk to you and you alone. And let me tell you something. You yourself along with the devil is not good counsel. That's not good counsel, y'all. I know some of y'all beg the difference, but that is not good counsel. And that's not the will of God, because God says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together, right? So when we look at this word up here in 1 Thessalonians 12, and we beseech you, in other words, we, we're not only asking you, but we're begging you. You know, we, you, you're being begged up in here to do this. That you need to know them which labor among you. So, God is saying, now that word know there in the Greek means to have a deep understanding of. See, we need to have a deep understanding of who we in fellowship with. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it says here. He said, now, we need to know them which labor among you. That word labor there means to exercise yourself in weariness and still be able to go forward. It means toiling. See, this thing get rough along the way. Now, church, you do not want to wait until you go to real war to find out whether the one that's with you is with you or not. So you need to know who it is that's laboring among you. Right? Right or wrong? See, you don't, you don't want to wait to know. No, you need to know. In other words, the fellowship need to be tried and tested. That's why God said so many things in the path of a fellowship and the growing of the fellowship. There are many sleepless nights. There are many tears shed. There's much weariness involved for us to know and understand who it is 
that we're working with. Now, see, the Word of God is going to, to open this thing all the way up, and it's going to let us know and understand just why it is that God do it the way he does it and not the way we want to, right? Because we may not understand some things that God is doing, but we probably don't need to. We don't really need to be telling God what to do, do we? Or how to run his business, right? You ever try to tell God how to run his business? That ain't good, is it? I reckon God looks at us sometimes just shake his head. I reckon he does. But he tells us to know them which labor among you. And also to know them that are over you in the Lord. Because you want to make sure that you're being taught right. Because you, you, you need to make sure that whoever it is that's over you and watching out for your soul has your eternal salvation in their hand and they care about that more than they care about how much money you can give them. Now in the house, you see. So you need to know who it is that's over you. You see, you need to, you need to stop being tricked, you know, by the enemy. You need to stop being tricked by to tell your neighbor. You need to stop being tricked. You don't need to look at your neighbor. You need to look in that word and then look at yourself and find out what thus saith the Lord for you. You understand what I'm saying? Because if God ain't told you to say nothing to somebody, then you don't need to be saying it to them. Am I right about it? Am I right about it? See, we love these cliches, but these cliches are going to get us in trouble. I'm talking to you, world. Gates, all of you. Talk to all of you. The Bible says also to know them that are admonishing you. Those that are correcting you. You say, are they correcting you because they got your soul intact? Or are they correcting you to get you to do what they want you to do? You see, see you got to know who it is that you're laboring among. You've got to know who it is that ruling over you, and you've got to know who it is that's giving you information to make your life right or wrong. Amen? You need to know this now. You need to know this. And verse 13 says, And to esteem them, those that labor among you, those that's over you, and those that's admonishing you. In other words, we need to learn how to esteem one another very highly in love, for their work's sake. You see. Because everybody that's coming into the fellowship. If they are a true part of the fellowship. In some way, form, or fashion. They are a support mechanism in God's house. In one way, form, or fashion. And they may not never say anything. They just might be there in the spirit praying for you. And nobody never knows. See, I keep telling you, it is not the most important part. I'm not the most important part of this body here. I'm not the most important. It's the things that work behind the scenes. See, you see, it's just like, like I told you before. What you don't see is more important than what you see because what you don't see in me is my heart, my brain, my lungs, and any of that stop working, the whole thing shut down. Amen? So don't get caught up on external stuff. You got to look beyond that. Understood? Don't trick yourself. 
and don't allow yourself to be seen, to be deceived. So we need to esteem one another, you know, very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now, you know the worst thing in the world is have a church full of crap. How many of y'all have been involved in that kind of mess? Tell the truth. <laughs> foolishness. Just plain foolishness. You're supposed to come to church to love one another. You ain't supposed to come to church and be grieved when you leave. Because somebody said something wrong. Somebody looked at you. Look, all that's foolishness, people. That's foolishness. That's not the way of God. The way of God is to come here happy, and if you don't come here happy, you ought to be happy before you leave. Because you should get something that's going to make your life better. You should. You should. Anytime you leave here worse than you came, you're in trouble. You need to learn something every time you come to the house of the Lord. It says, verse 14, now we exhort you, brethren, to warn them that are unruly. You see, because, you know, you got a lot of people that just don't understand the protocol of God. And their houses are unruly, and they think that they can come and bring it. Yeah, they'll try to bring what's home here. You see what I'm saying? But the Bible tells us that we need to warn those that are unruly. This is what God's word say. This ain't, it's not Dr. Manley now. This is, this is his word. It say warn them that are unruly. And then we need to comfort the feeble-minded. Instead of talking about them, you see they weak in the mind, you know. Well, you once weak, all of us still weak somewhere. Everybody's still weak somewhere, you know. We're all in the same pot together. You're talking about it. Well, it's hot in there, ain't it? Well, you in there too. So if it's hot on that one, it's hot on you too. Say, now we're supposed to comfort the feeble-minded. We're supposed to support the weak. And we're supposed to be patient toward all men. But now let me say this. Let me say this now. Because I don't want nobody to be tricked. We support the weak, but the weak got to be want, want to be supported. You understand what I'm saying? Because if the horse don't want to be resurrected, now you go keep dragging it. Now we're going to support the weak, but the weak at some point is going to have to want to get up and try to work. Yeah, I put it like this. Have you ever wanted more for somebody else than they wanted for themselves? Have you ever did that? And we, all right. We don't want to get caught like that. But we do want to support the weak, and we want to comfort the feeble-minded, but we don't want, because I've had people call me 3, 4 o'clock in the morning just wear me out. Talk for two hours, wake me out of my sleep, telling me about their home affair with day woman. Man, I told you what to do 15 times. And, and now you're calling me again, asking me the same thing over again. You're killing me, son. You're killing me, you know. I mean, I, that's not, I'm just telling you what happens, you know. You know, you, you, you give the information, you help the, you comfort the feeble-minded, but at some point, they got to receive the communication that you're giving to them, man. I mean, good gracious. Let me get on back up here. I don't want to get myself in trouble this morning. Let me just get on back up here where it's safe. Before I get in trouble. It ain't nobody in here. But I'm just saying. 
I've been through that. I've been through it. So it says now in verse 15 that we need to see that none render evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Hard, difficult job sometimes to do that. But here's we beginning to get into the crust of the matter. It says, rejoice evermore. Y'all see that? That word rejoice means to be exceedingly glad and thankful all the time. That ain't easy, is it? That's going back to that in everything. <laughs> you know, we can read the little word rejoice. You know, <laughs> we can come here, you know, we can jump. But let me tell you something. When something hits you, <laughs> can I just say that I get teach a minute? When the right thing hits you, are you able to rejoice? Or are you going to have to dig deep down inside? You have to dig sometimes, don't you? And it get hard down off in there, so you... You know, you get tired of digging, so now you got to have somebody else to help you dig. And they got to bring some dynamite along the way. In other words, they might have to tell you some things that you really don't want to hear. They might. Rejoice evermore. That word rejoice means to be exceedingly glad and thankful at all times. See, we need to, that's what I was saying this morning. That when we come into the house of the Lord, we need to always be ready with a ready mind. You see people come in, man, they just all crazy looking, you know, just come in crazy. Children come in all out of it and stuff, man, come on. Come on. You know, leave that demon out there. Don't bring that demon up in here because it'll get exercised real quick. Because this is the assembly of God, right? And God is with us. Emmanuel. And we got to show respect for God's house. We have to do that. So the Bible tells us to rejoice evermore. To be exceedingly glad. And thankful at all times. Well, let's look at 2 John Cause I, I like giving, I like teaching the word, y'all, where y'all can get some understanding. You know, I want you to go home with some understanding, something you can eat on during the week when you're on them jobs. You know what I'm saying? And that pain get rough, cause at certain parts of the day, usually in the evening time, somewhere along in there, between probably two and three, three thirty, it get rough, don't it, Marshall? You understand what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Every day it's a tough spot in there in that evening somewhere, you know, where you know you just. Ugh. You got to rejoice. Go to rejoicing. Try it. You ain't got nothing to lose. You're mad anyway. Right? So you ain't got nothing to lose. So let's see if it works. <laughs> let's try it. You know? I mean, for real. Let's try it. Second judge. <laughs> Second judge. Second judge 1, verse 10. We're talking about this thing called rejoice, right? All right, look here. Now, God's word says here that in verse 10, 2 John 1, verse 10 and 11, are we there? 
I want you to look at the word here. It says, if there come any unto you and bring not, which this one, ain't that what Jesus said in the 24th chapter of Matthew, that when this gospel is preached around the world, then the end will come. When this, God, this, this ain't the one being preached right now. See, we're holding up God. We're holding him up. I say we're holding him up, y'all. This gospel. See, they preach a whole lot of gospels out of here, but it ain't this gospel. It says in the book of Matthew when this gospel is preached. And it says here, if there come any unto you, watch yourself, and bring not, which doctrine? This doctrine. It say, receive him not into your house. Now, you got all kind of people knocking on people's doors, and y'all bring them in your house and talk about you going to convert them. Well, you out of God's will, because this word right here say, don't bring them in your house. Now, this is what this word said. Now, man will dress it up and say, well, you know, we need to treat everybody with love. Look, let me tell you something. God has placed his word above all his name. And God's word says, don't bring them in there. Right? That's what it said. Now, if they ain't preaching this gospel here, don't bring them there. Receive him not into your house. And watch this word here. Neither bid him what? That word Godspeed means the same as rejoice. Don't bid him to be exceedingly glad and thankful. Because the Bible says in verse 11, here, For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. So, so the word of God is telling us here that if, 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 if the infidel come in and by to bring another doctrine to you and, and, and you allow that person in your house, you're really bidding them God's speed. And if you tell that person God's speed, you know, what you're telling him to rejoice and be thankful in that false doctrine that he's going around and, 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 and you're a partaker of his evil deeds. Now that's God's word here. I'm just preaching the word now. What you do with it is up to you. It's, it, 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 it's, your, it's your choice. I'm just preaching the word. You can say, well, 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 I don't think he meant that. Yeah, he did. You can read. That ain't hard to understand. You can read. You see that. Talking about, well, I don't think. Yeah, he meant it. I had an old guy on Facebook. Talking crazy. I seen talking about the Bible was rewritten at the Council of Nicaea. I know all about the Council of Nicaea. He didn't know who he was talking to. I know all about it. I said, yeah, but God is going, you talking about, you keep messing with God and God going to rewrite your you know what. I just went over and told him. Yeah, I said it. I said, God going to rewrite your, you know what? You keep acting a fool. Old foolish Galatians. See, that's that dynamite that I was talking about just a minute ago that sometimes you got to hit them with. See, you can't run around here all proper like a preacher all the time. Sometimes you got to get nasty. You see, 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 Jesus got down when the woman, when, the, when, they, when they tried to stone the woman, in the, see, Jesus got down in the dirt. 
Sometimes you got to get down in the dirt with this thing. You run around here trying to be proper. You'll properly go to hell. Straight up. So yeah, I told him. Ain't hear no more from him either. I know how to get him off me. Yeah, I know how to get him off me, Holmes. Don't bring that foolishness to me. So he tells us here that, that we need to rejoice evermore. And don't bid them God's speed now. In other words, don't sanction their madness, right? See, that's what I wasn't doing yesterday. I wasn't sanctioning that man's madness. I got my own issues and problems I'm trying to keep God from wrathing me with. At least alone accepting somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there yet, but I ain't going to keep me from preaching what is there. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, so Hebrews 10, 38. See, I got to show you in the Bible, see. See, see, see. It's about the Bible. It ain't about me just reading the scripture and getting up here and popping off at the mouth. I need you to see what God is saying. Do y'all, y'all all right with that? All right with that. In other words, I don't put on a show. Because Jesus done already showed up. And I ain't really, everybody talking about, well, I'll be glad when the day of the Lord comes. But the Bible say now, why are you so wanting the day of the Lord to come? He say, what's in it for you? He asked that question. What's going to, <laughs> well, you, you run right here talking about, come, Lord, Maranatha. Yeah, you, you better watch yourself. Because, see, we keep trying to bring God down on the level of man. But we don't really know what we, oh, my God. We're talking about the one that created all the universes of the universes. We, we, we don't, I don't understand what people think. I mean, we have tried to reduce God to a mere man and a Santa Claus. You know, let your husband be Santa Claus, but don't let God, don't try to make God your Santa Claus. Because that ain't going to work. You see, we'll we give you your presents and stuff, but... But, but, but don't let God, don't try to make him your Santa Claus. Because it don't work like that. You know, this, 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 this thing has done got out of hand now. Huh? It's crazy. Hebrews 10, verse 38 and 39. Say me when you get there. Now here's God's word saying, now. Somebody say now. Because now means right now. The who shall live by faith? Just shall live by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we're living by something that we know is there, but we can't touch it or see it tangibly. And that's how this thing is. We walk by faith. And the only way that we can be justified in this is that we do walk by faith because the just shall live by faith. In other words, the just got to live by what it can't see, not what it can see. You understand what I'm saying? Here again. Sometimes we may forget that because of what we're going through. That's why the fellowship, once again, is so important. Because somebody can remind us about that thing called faith. About that thing called faith. 
He says now, but watch this. Verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man, don't make no difference who it is. If any man draw back, watch this. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. See, when, when you walk away from what God is doing for you, and where God is doing that for you, I don't take no pleasure in that, and the saints ought to not, you ought not take no pleasure in it either. You know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit home and stay home. You, you done went backwards. You had a better place, but now you're going to go back to that, which was, let, you know, where you go back to first grade, but you all, you know, you're over here in college now, but now you want to go back to grammar school. You're drawing back. Well, who in the world is going to take pleasure in that? The Bible say, if any man draw back, my soul don't take no pleasure in it. Why? Because we've got so much invested in people's souls for them to just walk away. Come on. Too much invested. Too many sleepless nights. But watch this. Verse 39 says, But we are not of them who do what? Draw back unto perdition. That word perdition means destruction. You see, we're not. We're not of that. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. See, that's what we believe. That's what we were talking about. It's about eternal life. It's about the saving of your soul. You know what I mean? I don't care about the other. The Bible says if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. And in our patience we possess our souls. Sometimes it's hard to wait, people. Sometimes it is. But don't you know we got to wait anyway? And we can wait patiently or we can wait aggressively. But if we wait aggressively, we'll probably get ourselves in a lot of trouble. So it's good for us. It was good that we waited on the Lord and let God do what's needed to be done. Because if we try to do it ourselves, the Bible says, if the Lord don't build the house, those that labor, labor in vain. Galatians 5, 7 and 8. Still working with you. Doing good. I ain't going to hold you much longer. Just a few more. It don't take long. Galatians. Verse 5, 7, and 8. Amen? Watch what God says. He's talking about these that draw back into perdition, destruction. He said, now you ran well. See it? Everybody see that? You ever seen folk that start off like a jet in the church? And then next thing you know, they start sputtering like they ain't had a tune-up in 20 years. You ever seen that? You see, what people do is, people don't know how to pace themselves. That's why we here at House of Death, we don't, we, we don't, we don't have all this mint stuff that they, they do. Because, see, you burn your people out, you make your people broke. So everywhere you go, you got to pay your, 
They have you all around the place. Where you go, you paying money. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. Now, <laughs> that old boy there sleeping. He should have went to bed. <laughs> you should have took your old young to bed last night. <laughs> now, my mate. <laughs> That's my buddy. Now, where was I at? <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> Look here, you did run well, right? Yeah. See, I have to deal with stuff out here. You did run well. You start out running well, you know, and you start sputtering. Now, you're in a marathon. But you're trying to run a marathon like you're running a 100-yard meter. And people trying to just slow down, take your time. You know, you ain't got to be running here. I don't, I don't want to see what the prophet's saying over here. I got, you just crazy. You, you don't know nothing about the Bible. You don't know that Amos said in the book of Amos that they'll be running from sea to sea from the east to south to the west, looking for a word, but it won't find it. And that's what you got out here. They got comforts over here. They got this over here. They got that over here. Oh, I'm going to see the prophet this. Oh, the prophetess. I'm going to see this. I'm going to see that. And you still just as dumb as you ever been. And twice as broke. Because everywhere is all about the dollar. It's all about the dollar. And they don't just put it around one time. We do one offering here a week, just one. That's all we've ever done. And if you give, you want to, that's between you and God. If you don't, look, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You will never hear me up here begging for your money. We're going to be all right. That's between you and God. But if you want to be blessed, you better do it God's way. Amen? Is that right or wrong? Now, you run all around the country, or you can just sit your little tail down, and read the Bible and get everything that all them out there say that they can give you is already right here. All you got to do. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. I got to go here. I ain't want to go. Y'all better hope he don't let me find Because <laughs> if I find it, I'm going to read it. Lord, help me. I better be glad I can't find it. Cause I was gonna put it on where it talks about how they'll make merchandise of it. That's in Peter. He said, he said, they'll make he said they'll make merchandise out of you. Y'all know what merchandise is? That means they'll use you up. And that's exactly what they do. They just they just tear you up. They they they'll have you messed up, you know. But, but y'all better be glad I can't find that scripture. You know, this old new Bible, I ain't, got, I ain't got used to it yet, but it's in there. It's in there. They'll make merchandise of you. That's what the Bible said, talking about this religion. I call it religion. It ain't this. 
is to disguise this, this. But it says now, you did run well in Galatians 5, verse 7. But who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? See, now if you were running well, something hindered you. Something or somebody. Something in life hindered you. But verse 8 says, this persuasion cometh not of him that called you. In other words, that persuasion for you to stop running toward God, that persuasion to stop doing that didn't come from God. That came from somewhere else. Guess where? Mm-hmm. Self told you that. Self the one told you that. That's why God said, don't put no idol before me. He was talking about you. Don't put yourself before me. Because a car ain't an idol. That's the fringe benefit of an idol. You the idol. The house ain't the idol. No. You the one wanting it. That's the fringe benefit of you, which are the idols. You see. You make yourself the idol. See, you don't put yourself where God's supposed to be. You know. That's the idol. That's when you put, when you put another idol Put no other idol before me. You know where God was really saying, don't put yourself before me. That's what he was really saying. And we all get to that. We all like to play that altar thing. Who's going to be on the altar today? Well, <laughs> you know how we do. That thing flipped back and forth, don't we? You know, we flip back and forth. We're honest. We're honest. Yeah. We, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll take this. Slide it over to the side, put self on the altar. We'll take it on and we'll put God back on the altar. We do that. But along the way, we get a little better and better and better if we keep running. Just keep walking. I told you that before. Just keep walking. Because if Israel, I tell you once, I tell you again, if Israel would just kept walking at the Red Sea, they wouldn't have had to tell the Red Sea to open up. God already knew what he was going to do. All they had to do was just keep walking. They stopped. And when they stopped, guess what? They got confused. But he did. But he did. You think God going to take you this far and then leave you? No, no. But somebody had to be there to give him good counsel. Moses. If Moses would have shook they all would have lost. That's what I was trying to tell you. Somebody got to be there in your downtime that can speak words of life into you. you know. Somebody got to be there. But now if you don't cut yourself off, then you're on, the own. you're on your own with just you and the devil. Boy, what a partnership that is. Boy. You think about that. Okay. We're almost done. Just wanted to teach you a little bit today. 1 John 2.19. Don't cap it up. 1 John 2.19. When you get this, amen. Give me about six minutes. We're going to be done. Can y'all give me six more minutes? Ain't going to hurt you long. I thank God for you, though. I do. I thank God for every one of y'all, and I want every one of y'all to know that. I don't take this lightly. 
is not automatic. I say this is not automatic. So every time y'all walk through that door, it's a blessing. Every time I stand in this pulpit, it's a blessing. Every time Evangelist Pastor Brenda stand in this, which is my lovely wife, I love the girl dearly. She, she takes care of me. Because I ain't got sense enough to take care of myself. I messed something up. So thank God for a good wife. A good praying wife. And we, we, we need to tell our wives we love them more often. And appreciate what they do. That is always being about us. 19. First John 2.19. Look what he said they did. They went out from us. Mm-hmm. But they were not of who? Uh-oh. That means that they were with us, right? But they went out from us. Because they was not of us, right? Was If they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You see, this is what I'll be trying to tell folks. The reason why, especially at the non-denominational church like this one, that there's such a high rate of turnover is because what God does is God wants the best. And as often as God has to shake the tree, he'll shake the tree until he gets the best. Because God wants what we call 24 karat gold. And in order to get 24 karat gold, how many of y'all know you've got to go through the fire? Seven times. Seven times. Now, in order to get it, you got to do it, right? In order to get done. There's no option on whether you're going to get done or not. You're going to get done. <laughs> and in order to get done, you got to get in the pot. In the fire, right? Now, what we do is, all of us, we get in the pot, it get hot, and then we jump out. Well, you still got to get back in it. Because you're going to get done. Now, you can go ahead on and get it over with. Or you can stretch it out. No, I'm serious. But you're going to get done. Yeah, you're going to get done. You can hop out as much as you want to. Just keep on jumping out. But life will jump, put you right back in there. Get back in the pot. You ain't done yet. Get back in there. You know? And it get hot. And that heat. That heat come up again. Because it get hotter every time. It get hot. Yeah, it get hotter. And once it get hotter, see, it make you want to jump out quicker. But at some point, through faith, you know, you can get in the fire and not get burned. You know? You can become a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can get purified, but not destroyed. You can walk through the fire and not get burned. But in order to do that, you got to stay in there long enough to become numb to the pain of it and understand that it all works for the good. Here again, those words on the page, boy, they're hard when that thing hits you. You see, so here again, that's why you need in the multitude of what? Dwell what? 
That's why you need it. That's why you need it. Not a TV evangelist, but you stay home. He said, forsake not to assemble yourselves together because, you know, we draw strength together. We don't gather. See, when you assemble, I told you before, when you assemble something, it's put together. That's why this is not a gathering. This is an assembly. Because in assembly, all the parts, see that horn that's been assembled. This body has been assembled. Everything is assembled. You gather the pieces, and then all the pieces got to go in the right place. It's called the assembly line. And when it comes off the assembly line, the, the QA is God. It's a horn, a tenor horn, or whatever the case may be. Or a manly, or a marcelette, or a tom, or any of the rest of us, you know? That's what it comes out as. So, so God says to us that, that, that uh, here in 2.19 is that 1 John 2.19, he says now that they all, no doubt, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that were not all of us. See, all Israel ain't Israel. All the church ain't the church. See, Israel and the church the same thing. People ain't reached that level yet. They don't understand that the book of Acts talks about the church in the wilderness. Well, that ain't nothing but this here, the church. The church in the wilderness is us going through this earthly life. Those of us that are saved in Christ going through this earthly life of existence, this wilderness. See, the word got to come alive. You got to have a revelation in the word, a rainbow word, you know. Or you can just keep thinking somebody coming through the woods back there, you know, or keep seeing Jesus as somebody going around, you know, healing demons and stuff like that. You can keep seeing him like that, but Jesus ain't there no more. You got to see him as to where he is now. You keep going back to the cross. You saved, but you keep going back to the cross. Well, if you saved, Jesus ain't there on the cross no more for you. You need to be trying to get to the right hand of the Father where he is. Now, if you're not saved, then you go back there to the cross. But if you saved, well, why are you going back there? He, he has risen, fool. He has risen. He's not there no more for you. See, you, 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 he up top now. Now, you, he, he, now, see, you met him. Yeah, that's when you met him. But he ain't there no more now. You got to go where he is, see. When he was on the cross, you met him now. Now you got to meet him up top. You see, because if you keep going back over there, you know, ain't nothing on now. Ain't nothing. The grave empty. The tree done rotted. It's still there for the unsaved. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? For the man that ain't saved. But for the man or the woman or the child that is saved, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and that's where we're trying to get the people. That's why we treat, teach a higher word here. See, this is easy teaching today. And once in a while, we just come down just to get, let your mind rest. It's easy teaching today. Understand what I said now. Jesus ain't on the cross for those of us that are saved no more. 
He's there for those that aren't saved. Y'all, y'all, y'all do understand that, right? For those that don't have Christ, they got to go there. But they're going to do me no good to go there, coach. I'm looking for empty everything. See, my thing now has to follow him. He say, follow him, right? Well, then he gone. So I got to follow him up top. That's what I got to do. That's what you got to do, too, if you say Amen? All right. Let's go back to the First Thessalonians, the uh, fifth chapter. And we end. It says, First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses six, uh, 17, or uh, 16, says, Rejoice evermore. Verse 17, say, are we there? Verse 17, say, Pray without ceasing. That's another thing. The word pray means to be in contact with God at all times in worship. Pray without ceasing. And then verse 18 says, in everything, we need to give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Romans 8.28 says, all things, not some things, but somebody say all things. All things work. How? For the good of those who love the Lord and who have been called in accordance to his purpose. So in everything, give thanks. Because by this is God's will in your life. And by you giving thanks, God says all things. I'm going to make all things work out for you. If you give thanks in all things to me. In other words, don't doubt me. Don't crucify me all over again. Understand, you know, don't doubt my love for you. You can doubt yourself, but don't doubt me. So he said, now I'll make this thing work out for you, whatever your situation is. If you just keep running this race, if you just keep going forward in God, and like I was telling Minister Melvin this time, this morning, sometimes I have to crawl, but I'm still crawling forward. How many times have I had to come in here in this pulpit, but I'm crawling, but you'll never know it. Because why? My faith is in Christ. See, some, some kind of extra strength come inside of me when it's time for me to do my job. Take on another spirit. Where I was tired, I ain't tired no more. Where I was sick, I ain't thinking about being sick no more. I don't care about that. Everything is blotted out. The only thing that I'm concerned about is preparing your souls for the sudden impact. Because it's going to be sudden. It's going to be sudden. I had uh, last week, or Monday, we buried my little six-month-old great-grandchild. Sudden impact. But I got to move on. The ship don't stop. I don't have time to boo-hoo. I feel bad, yeah. But I got to keep moving. I can't get weak because I got too many people depending on me. So if I get weak, they're going to get weak. And guess what? If you get weak, Look, at, look, look how many men, I'm talking to us men now, 
Look how many of us men have pulled out our families from the church because we got weak. And when we left, the woman and the children left too. Not a whole structure has fallen. The whole structure. Look how many. Look how many women have pulled their children out of the church because they didn't like something that the preacher said and all the preacher was doing was preaching the word of God. And now, the husband ain't saved. And the ones that was keeping the salvation in the house, now she done allowed the devil to pull her too. Now the children gone too. You understand what I'm saying? Breakdown of the family. And now you run around hollering Black Lives Matter. Well, if Black Lives Matter, wait a minute. If Black Lives Matter, then why don't you keep killing each other downtown? Right? I mean, if we're going to talk about it. If, we, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. If Black Lives Matter, then won't we stop killing each other then? Because we kill each other way more than anybody else do. If, if they really matter. See how fake we are? We always like to blame other people. All we need, you know what this nation need? A good dose of Jesus Christ. You know what the ghetto need? A good dose of Jesus Christ. But when you take it to them, they don't want Jesus. But what they want are the blessings that Jesus brings. They stand in line. But you try to give them God, they don't want that. No. I don't want that. But I want you to pay my light bill. I want you to buy me some groceries. I want you to do this. I want you to buy me a car. I want you to, you know. But do you? Yeah, give me. And when you don't do it, and you st or you stop doing it, well, I don't like him no more. You didn't like me in the beginning. Because the word says you were with us, but if you were still, if you were with us, you'd have been with us. You know? So what we need to do is, we need to grow this ministry. This ministry needs to grow. We're looking for some good folk that know how to assemble together, know how to love each other, know how to be peaceful, you know, with each other. Don't worry about what Sally wore or what kind of hat or how this person looked at. All that old stupid stuff that be going on in these places. You know, just ignorant stuff. Where the preacher got 15 people around him and you can't even get to the preacher like he's some kind of God. You can get to Jesus easier. As long as I'm alive, hear me good. As long as old Doc Manley alive, you won't see that. I don't care how big this ministry gets. You won't see another person talking my Bible. You won't see that. You won't see none of that. I don't believe in that. I don't feel, I feel unworthy of any of y'all fixing my plate other than my wife. I pick up paper just like anybody else. I clean bathrooms just like anybody else. I do whatever is necessary. That's the kind of man I am. A man of example. I don't play around with this. Amen? Give God some praise, church. Come on up, man.
word, amen, about rejoicing and give thanks in all things. But there's a reason. So don't take it lightly. Here we are, a teaching ministry. And so often in the, in the hooping and in the shout, uh, we miss that word. And then when the devil hit us, we wonder what's happening, what's going on. We just hadn't armed ourselves, amen. So it's important to know what God says in his word. It's very important. And whatever's, com whatever's coming down the tube, and it is coming down the tube, God is telling us in all things, all things, if your 